Welcome to the Mad Trio Podcast. This week we have the California Pariah, Jonathan Charney, James, the Fat Man Stevens, and Rob, the old guy. The old guy's here. Unfortunately, this week we are missing the, the creepy edition. Ryan Preston is not here. Hopefully he'll join us next week after our small hiatus. Hiatus. Close enough. Highness is something completely different. Like I said, close enough. <laughs> in, in 2015, a British filmmaker, Charlie Lynn, L-Y-N-E, made the British film board watch a 10-plus-hour-long video of white paint drying on a wall. This was done by him as a protest against the mandatory fee of 6,000 pounds that all filmmakers have to submit to get a rating from the board before releasing it to the general public. What? <sighs> Okay, that's Britain. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Britain. That's Britain. That's why I said. So pounds. they just had them sit there and watch paint dry. <laughs> they had to watch it to make sure they could get a, a appropriate rating for it. Had to have enough hours of viewerships. <laughs> I, which is, I, I thought the ultimate act of uh, malicious compliance was forcing them to, you know, watch something by their rules. Okay. No. <laughs> John goes, James is okay. <laughs> I, I kind of agree I mean, with him. It's like, how much were they paid? 6,000 pounds, which is probably 12,000. I'm assuming it, it's at least, it's either between 12,000 or $8,000 US. But now, now go back. How many hours did they watch this? A 10 hour. I'd do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if well, you, I mean, you know, as long as you can look at your phone or do something else, why? No, no, no. You actually have to sit there and watch paint dry. This is the whole thing. It's like, it's like the a bed oh, I took oh, a long time you ago. Stare at the screen. With a guy who told me that he would buy me uh, sushi if I sat down and watched a Star Wars Christmas special from start to finish without getting up, without going to the bathroom, without eating anything, without playing on my phone, without any interruption for the entirety of the Star Wars Christmas special and were, not turn it off. Were you allowed to guffaw? You could do whatever, you know, laugh or pay attention. As long as you're paying attention. Because not laughing. You had to pay attention. Not laughing and, would be impossible. And, I mean... He, uh, you know, he obviously had to buy me sushi, but apparently I was the first person he had put this challenge to who actually did it. Hmm. But I'm just like, yes, it was absolutely terrible. Lucas doesn't even put his name to it anymore. It's it, as far as the Star Wars fans, it's the one that shall never be named. <laughs> even Mark Hamill hates it. I mean, everybody hates it, but I mean, it's. Of course, it was, it was I mean, terrible. <laughs> but it was free food. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. For you, that you know, that's perfectly sushi, yeah. fine. I yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. you know, I've seen worse. True, that's what I told them. I have seen worse. This uh, is not the worst thing that I've sat for. Yeah, you know, I think that was only. Uh, I don't remember how long the Star Wars Christmas special is. It's like about ninety minutes or so. It you, wasn't yeah, very long. Not, I, I I can vouch for James seeing worse. He watched all seven Phantasms in a matter of seventy two hours. Yeah, it probably was 72 hours, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of Star Wars Christmas special, so did you see the 
season finale of the Mandalorian. Yeah. Yes. I know what happens. John. I know what okay. happens well, because obviously social John media. knows what happens. He's spoiler. He's Mr. King. I read spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Actually, um, it was a social media. I ran into it going, ah, crap. You ran into it. huh? So now. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know, I, Mark Hamill posted tweets about how he was very happy to see fans reactions and all this stuff about it. And that he was really uh, grateful to, to the, you know, the directors and producers and everything about it. Um, but it, I mean, other than his voice, it wasn't like he was actually there. Well, I mean, it was CGI, obviously, obviously. obviously it's full blown CGI because he, he yeah. couldn't have looked that young, no matter what he tried or that skinny. Yeah. That's, that's be honest. He's, he's oh, a man. He's, all right. He's, all right. Yeah, he's got right. the dad bod. I, come on. On. By, by the way, nothing, nothing wrong with it. He just could not get that skinny in no, real life. No, it wouldn't no. be possible. I mean, so yeah, I, you know, I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest with you. Because I looked at that last, there was, a, you know, I, I had another problem with the whole, you know, um, Mando wanting to, you know, it took off his helmet for that whole thing. Yeah. And, and and it's like. But did anybody uh, see him? Yes, of course. Yeah. Everybody saw him. And, and they've been doing yeah, that. Everybody they, saw him. They were, the couple episodes leading up to it, he was taking it off more and more. And. That and, must be because yeah. the actor threw a pissy fit, apparently. Well. He did. I mean, you weren't totally wrong with that assumption. He apparently said he, he he's the main character in this whole thing, and nobody knows what he looks like. But he's not the voice actor. Star I heard. Wars. I know, is, right? Is, is he the and voice I mean, actor though? No, he. I've heard he's not the voice actor either. Is it? No, he's the voice actor. That's him. Yeah, no, that's him. Yeah, and so he really in his you know towards the end there he says I need to get my face seen, and. No offense to him, but you know he's he's not a a, a model. So, <laughs> I mean, he's not that good looking, and it's a little bit like yeah. So what I, a disappointment, I, I, right? I, I do have a question though. How did they do it in the universe? Because in the universe, if I remember correctly, they're allowed to take off their helmet if nobody else sees them. If nobody, nobody else around. sees them, or he's with yeah, his and, own. Okay, they all have to be the Mandalorians but, have to be together. Yeah, have right? to be the same branch of Mandalorian. Now, but, but, did he do it around Boba other people? Fett never took off his helmet. I mean, never. It was never taken off. So it was like... So, well, the reason I'm saying that is because within the story it fits. Or did they, they just remove it around a bunch of people and everybody saw his face? Because then that would piss me off. And I well, won't watch I the mean, rest of it. Well, I mean, you know, he's shedding his... heartfelt tearing tear. moments yeah. about it at the end. That yeah. That's why he took it off was before... <laughs> he's going away. Baby Yoda. I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Grogu or something yeah, like that. Yeah, um, weird name. Why did he die? No, no he, he actually but, has a name. Oh. <laughs> he yeah. was going... He was going with Luke, so he was leaving the Mandalorian. But it's Star Wars. Right. Did you ever know who, who, what Anthony Daniels looked like? No. Kenny Baker? No, no. no. Peter Matthews? No, no, none I of mean, them. May he and I didn't want to know, uh, right? Yeah. Because that was all so, part of the mystique of the whole thing, is that... Yeah, that's kind of why I'm like, dude, people at least know your name because it's in the credits as the star. Right. So be happy with that. They want to know what you look like. There's this thing called the internet. <laughs> That's I, right. I am surprised that like how we threw a, a hissy fit. And my favorite part is that somewhere I read last year, he said he's going to quit if he doesn't get his face shown. And my thought was, it's a win for the studio because they could fire you, replace you, and still nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Well, we, we know <clears throat> the voice pretty well now. And Anyways. so... 
They, they could write it off. He yeah. got a cold. He got they his got lance crushed. Yeah, I mean, true. They, I mean, there's, there's always ways. Right. That you, it's, you're Within right, the Star Wars universe, there's so many ways that you can go with it. You could go with one of those things that people put on their tricks. <laughs> yeah, or, voice or, box. Yeah. Because they have box, those in so. the Star Wars universe. Yeah. So, so do, do, any of you guys, <laughs> yeah. do any of you guys know who Bob Bob Wilkins is? Well, there's probably a ton of Bob Wilkins. Is, is, well, is in, in, the, in, in the Northern California region, there was something called Bob's Wilkins Creature Feature. Which is, this isn't something I heard about until a couple of days ago. So it was a TV show? <laughs> so it was like, you know, back in the day, like after a certain point of time around Sacramento, California, we're in Northern California. Um, after the news, Creature Feature turned on. Okay. Um, and this is, they showed the old fashioned, um, you know, the, the mummy creature, the versus oh, the Black sure. Lagoon. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I, I was thinking, because this wasn't around that I remember as a kid. And I, James might have experienced this. Was this something that was around when, when, when you were younger in, in Southern California? Were they these creature features type of late night shows? Sure, absolutely. Midnight. I've heard of them. But I don't say random about well, the most favorite, the most famous, Elvira. Oh, Mistress of the Dark. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, you look at uh, oh god, Danny, Danny, Danny Coker. Yeah, Danny Coker in he Las played, Vegas. He played Count Cool Rider there in Las Vegas. Right. I mean, wondering. so so every area had their like you called it creature feature midnight whatever. For, you know, for us, for me, when I was a kid, it was Elvira. I mean, you know, it uh, which I. <laughs> I'm barely. Yeah, I knew of it. I, yeah. I can't say I've ever watched it because, I mean, obviously, as I'm looking this up, it seemed the creature features, which you're talking about, um, mm -hmm. stopped in 83. So I was only two. <laughs> I, it was not something I was I watching or aware of. So, <laughs> oh, Lord, does that make yeah. me feel old? Well, I, <laughs> and so this, this guy, this guy and I were talking about why couldn't they do that now? And I said, well, they do that with Mystery Science uh, the Theater. Theater 3000 yeah. and Rift Tracks, yeah. but that's more making fun of it. And, you know, and, right. and he said, so what about just doing it regular? Like doing it off of like a streaming service. I said, you, you have, you know, there's the issues with rights, but... I'm surprised that hasn't been, nobody's done that, at least in our area or in some sort of cable where, where somebody does, brings back these old, well, like even the right. 70s so, and all that. So part of, part of the problem, I think, one is, is that what what the heck are you going to show? What You know, what movies are you going to, now, you know, modern today, everything is just blood what? and guts and gore and ucky. And I mean, so the nice thing about creature feature style type things, things Elvira did, things yeah. that Danny Coker did, things that, you know, these were so so B class horror movies that none of them were any extreme violence or everything was um, made to, for your imagination. Tug in cheek too, yeah, and tug in cheek some of it. You know, I, I remember one of the one of the things I we looked forward to so exciting about was the birds when Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds was going to be on television. And uh, in black and white, my house. And I, I remember how, hey, got to stay up to watch this thing. This is cool. It's the birds. Now, ask me how disappointed I was after the movie. That's a different story. But the fun part was, you know, you got the girlfriend to come over and watch it with you. And so that that made it all worth it. See, I, I, see, I think they could still do it, but I think you're right. I don't think the audience would be there. But Yeah, it I just would, seems no. like we have gone so extreme with everything now and all the slasher movies. And I think you could do from, if you really wanted to do it and have about the same level of like relevance, I think you could go from late to mid eighties and back 
and have the, some of the same campiness. Even mid, uh, I said, like, 93 and back, because you still have, like, trauma. You have all these guys doing these super B-rated, super questionable movies. Um, yeah. Um, I just, like, I'm a big fan of black and white. That's the only reason I wish this stuff was still around. But I just thought it was awesome that that, that was something that everybody had, because I've never heard of Bob Wilkins. Apparently, he broadcasted off of uh, KCRA in the local Sacramento market and somewhere off the Bay Area. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I found him, but I mean, I just, I, I think it'd be something kind of cool, but, I, I, you know, it's just one of those that I can't see it being that big of a hit. I mean, it would be, I would like it to be, but it doesn't, I doubt it. No, I really I, doubt it. Yeah, I, I think it would get panned because I don't think the, 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 uh, Gen Xers and all those. I don't think they'd understand what it is we were trying to do with this whole thing. I, I don't think they get it. Yeah. I, you know, I, th- I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not giving them the credit, I, but I just. I think if you did it off a Twitch stream or one of these streaming services, I think you could do it because they would be able to find their market. I think if you pick your alphabet network in a, in a market like Los Angeles or even here, I don't think it would make it. I think online, would it would totally work it if you could give somebody, if the studios will let somebody have the rights to do it. I think it would make it. Mm. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. So, I'm with you, James. I'm not so sure. So we're going to switch to a I'm little bit. Um, sure. We have a victim of the COVID allegedly. Who's we? And we as a society are mourning this particular celebrity. And unfortunately she is not a survivor. Um, Gilligan's oh. Island actress, yep. Don oh. Wells passed away from COVID. Yeah, she did. Along, yeah. allegedly with Tanya Roberts, I just read. She's alive. Yeah, I just read that yeah. like, just a second ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Tanya Roberts is alive. Is alive. Was, uh, so. Which I was really sad about that. It's Miscommunication. Like, that, it was that, a, was, that was even on IMDb. That was every. Yeah, everybody, IMDb. you know, jumped on it, and nobody vetted it, and then and, <laughs> and then the relatives went, "Wait a minute, <laughs> she's very much alive." And. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody's going to know this unless you're a fan of this particular uh, series of movies. Breaking star Shabadoo died. Shabadoo. Um, Breaking Electric Boogaloo was a breakdancing movie. If you've never seen it, it's 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 quite it's hilarious. It's a, I like it. It's a good movie. But it was just sad to hear like so many celebrities and people who I enjoyed growing up passing away, especially well, during this year. It uh, yeah, it doesn't you know it hasn't helped anything. Let's just put it this way: being in a COVID year as as it is, and unfortunately. Some of these people that are not very healthy end up with it as well, and then, and they go away, and they're going away anyway. So, sorry, <laughs> I'm just glad that Tanya Roberts is still alive. Yeah, I was kind of surprised because she's, you know, she's a she does she's not really in the limelight. I think the last role I saw her in was um, that '70s show. Yeah, that's and, apparently pretty much the last thing she really did. But that doesn't matter. I mean, the point is, she's 68. She looks amazing for that age. Oh, she looks great. And uh, so she's my age. <laughs> so uh, that, that's not that old. <laughs> no. Even if I go by the old guy. Oh. Sorry. Here, this is this is a story that I, I, I particularly was saving. Um, oh, good. This is a saved one. Just because I think there's hilarious. I wish there was. we had, we had a, a lady guest host. Man gives wife annual, annual review grading her performance, including bedroom skills. And this is off the mirror.co.uk. Oh, 
Go back to England again. So A husband has gone viral after take, taking his <laughs> wife of 14 years on a Christmas due and giving her an annual review. Chris Stairs took full-time uh, Chris Stairs took full-time mom Sophie out for a pub lunch where he presented her with two-page document grading on her performance in their marriage <laughs> as if he were her employer. Hmm. So I, I said on Facebook, every woman I know would have laid him out for this. Even jokingly, <laughs> I don't know any woman, at least American woman, would have been acceptable of this. Uh, actually, this is not the first time um, this kind of thing has come across <laughs> our news readers. And uh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't usually go over very well, <laughs> unless you've got a good sense of humor about it. The father of five uh, wrapped up his jaw dropping. Oh, the father you. of five. Okay, then her skills in one area can't be so bad. <laughs> yeah, he's not complaining. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Father five wrapped up his jaw-dropping review with a performance improvement plan, which encourages <laughs> wife to acknowledge that sometimes husbands are right too. <laughs> not after this one, pal. Whoa, so, Sophie uh, thirty-eight has since joked that her partner was wise to do the review in public. She continued to say that she was flattered to see that she'd been graded excellent on certain topics. Okay. Chris thirty-nine didn't go into too much detail about the review, but revealed he, it, he was very complimentary of his wife's skills in bed. Uh, I, I thought this was hilarious, just because it's like this. This can't be real, right? <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. Well. <sighs> I think it's a interesting move. Probably <laughs> not as smartest move. <laughs> and I don't. I, I wouldn't suspect that he would be uh, married much longer. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently she must have had a pretty good sense of humor. So we'll just. I I, I do love the yeah. comment. He was wise to do it in public because I could see him going to work the next day. They said. Hey, what's with the black eye? Are you okay? Uh, no, no, don't please don't mention it. He'd be lucky if he just got a black eye. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, here and this is off this tough topic exactly because <laughs> there's only so much that we can say about it. There is a uh, Discovery show that uh, Paul and I have been binging. It's called Escape to the Chateau, and. Oh. <laughs> the funny headline that came across my phone. Uh, anyway, it's called Escape from the Chateau. This these this British couple, and they're kind of eclectic, uh, retired uh, Irish military officer, lieutenant colonel. I think he's retired as some kind of engineer, and his wife was a designer. Bought a uh, French chateau, um, which was basically just ready to fall down everywhere. And they just decided, okay, we're going to pick up and move to mm. France and we're going to do, we're going to try to revive the Chateau and it's, it's 40 some rooms and it's, you know, it's pretty big and they got a lot of ground and I, I got to tell you, it's binge worthy. I mean, it's that they're so eclectic and funny that you can't help but enjoy the show. So I, I guess my question is, what type of reality show style? Is it like American reality style where there are always arguments and mm-hmm. they're in, or is it actually kind of a documentary where they're, they're fun and doing stuff? Or a little of both. Done? Yeah, they don't really argue. They get their, I, I don't know how long they've been married. I don't think they've been married very, very long, but they have a couple of younger kids. Uh, he's older huh. than she is. But anyway, yeah. And um, it looks good. The it, place I... Pulled it up on uh, IMDb, yeah. and they, they got a couple of pictures of the chateau. It looks really nice. It does. It, it, there are it areas really of cool. it. 
she's, uh, I got to tell you, she, her ability to come up with ideas on designs and her taste is very eclectic, but fantastic. She comes up with things like I'm going, I would never think to do something like she, she likes like, she's a little bit different. She likes uh, taxidermy. So she's, <laughs> she, you know, and there's a lot of taxidermy in Europe common thing and so she does a lot of things every window's usually got to stuff something she, she she's a it, redneck's dream I, I i tell you what i'm i'm absolutely in love with this couple i mean they are they are hysterical he's got the best sense of humor i mean he she comes off with the crazy we're got to do this we got to do that and he just sometimes he'll turn around and look right into the camera you know he'll just give this look like okay here we go yes dear i'll do whatever it is you wish to do and uh, it's it's funny. It's binge worthy. If you guys just want something to watch that's fun and and no COVID stuff, nothing. You know, this is all before that. Uh, you know, just kind of watch how different they, this couple is and how much effort they're putting in to restore this chateau. I, I bet it's I bet it's forty bedrooms and two bathrooms. Pretty close. Uh, you're pretty close. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> one of the things they did I thought was great. I had seen this elevator before. Have you ever seen a vacuum elevator? It's pneumatic. It's called a pneumatic elevator. I've heard of them, but never um, seen them. The first time I ever saw one was when I, what, is it Ice Tea? Does that remodel TV show? Um, I think it is. Ice Tea. I know Vanilla Ice does one. It's, it's Vanilla Ice. I'm sorry, not Ice Tea. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, it's the ding, 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 ding. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. I got the wrong. Uh, everything was wrong about that one. Got the I apologize. Wrong ice. Yeah, I got the wrong. Ice. But anyway, it's this elevator, and they make them actually big enough for three people. Now that's it's a basically a plexiglass tube that you go into, and to get up to the next floor, it starts a vacuum, and it just goes up to the next floor, keeps going. And the one that they put in the chateau goes up three stories. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it's, it's pretty in, ingenious. So, it really so is. Apparently, they're treating you like a piece of mail. But what happens if the, 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 the suck doesn't suck as much? Does <laughs> well, it just... I don't know. It's a good question. I'm sure they have some safety features built into it. But the the, the, the guy that uh, on the show, he demonstrated how a pneumatic tube works. And he got a clear plastic tube and he got his vacuum cleaner and he stuck this piece of paper in there. This is how it works. <laughs> you know, he showed, he showed how it works. He said, this is basically what we're going to be. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'll be darned. The dog. The things work really well, and uh, I guess huh. they're pretty safe. So, anyway, so uh, there's something some... we could have uh, Ryan's dad on about because I mean he works on, he worked on elevators for thirty something oh, years. There you go. We'll have to yeah. we'll have to pull that up and see if he wants to talk about pneumatic elevators if they're if they're it's safe. One of the few things that sucking is a good thing. Yes, exactly. So anyway, that's my little two bits for it because it's it's fun. Huh. It's just fun. To watch these series. and I'm just I am so impressed with their skills um he's obviously an engineer he does everything like an engineer would do stuff so he approaches it from that angle and so it, it, it's a lot of See, fun. I, I think it's a, how eclectic between you and I are I've been watching old British it's called British Pathé P-A-T-H-E on YouTube and they have this a cup they have this the restaurants and this was taken probably back in the 60s because it's color color film like newsreel back in the day and this guy will take their beer or their wine get a hot poker and stick it in the beer or wine to heat it up to heat up a little bit of it yeah and why 
I don't know. It sounds gross. <laughs> um, you know, and like. But I thought you were watching it. You must know. There must be explain, a reason. <laughs> and I'm assuming back in the day it was an in thing. It just uh, looks gross. Let's warm up our warm beer or more. Or wine, yeah. Or, uh. and like the, the cool thing about this thing is on this one episode, they had like, it looked like a butcher shop. So you could actually say, I want this piece, this piece, and this piece. And the, the guy actually weighs it with the old school uh, weights and measures. Right. And it's like, man, like back in the day, like all these really neat kind of restaurants there was a restaurant in san francisco that paul and i would go to occasionally that pretty much did the same thing the first thing you walk into is a butcher counter and you select your cut of meat beef steak pork you know whatever i mean you know whatever you want you it's right there you select the cut if you want them to cut it specialized they would (laughs) um man i'll tell you what they were they were Ruth Chris before Ruth Crisps was with Ruth Chris. <laughs> Does that make any sense? But the same kind of idea. Uh, I think it was called Filler's Filler Steakery in San Francisco. I don't know that there's, they're there anymore, but I'll tell you what, one of the best dining <coughs> experience there is, just like you're explaining, you come up to a butcher counter first. I think that is really neat. Yeah. I, I love the fact that, you know, back in the day, there weren't an Applebee's in every corner. Yeah. I, well, I, you I know, what's really neat like about that. it is you could get meats that you don't see every day you know you could get lamb you could go uh, you know there were different cuts of meats that you don't see every day on an, on these commercial restaurants yeah menus because right? they couldn't they couldn't afford to have all this stuff around no. if it wasn't such a boutique restaurant right i just think that's pretty badass i really do yeah neat really neat now they give all these restaurants plugs that are can't you can't go into or they're just they haven't <laughs> been around or they're closed already <coughs> excuse me that's my COVID. So I, I've got a bunch of stories, and I, it's, I'm just trying to figure out which one I want to do. There's one that I thought was fascinating. Um, who was this? Okay, I'm never going to get this guy's name right. So there's a guy that called the Tampon King in India was trying to figure out how to make fairly inexpensive lady products because apparently the price, you could either get these products or feed your family for a month. So this guy f- figured out after his, his everybody is like in his, his area, um, you know, shunning him. Even his wife kicked him out of the house for a while because she thought it was weird. Uh, but 14 years later, the, four, the 40-year-old, uh, never uh, the man, never finished school, has few regrets. His award-winning uh, products uh, produced on a simple machines on groups of rural India. So basically, he figured out how to make these products oh, super cheap. I think I heard about this guy. For yes. super cheap using manual equipment. Yeah. <laughs> And, and actually provided people a way to make money. Mm-hmm. And he's being praised for it. Now, this is from the independent.co.uk. Uh, you should I, be praised for it. I thought this was, I thought this was awesome. Yeah. Um, trying to figure out exactly what the machines were, but there is a hell of a lot of pop-ups on this site for some reason. Um, just something I thought I, I, I thought deserved a shout out because it's not something here about a, in rural India in parts of apparently parts of Africa wanting his machines right. that make um, clean products for right. that stuff. Right. Well, good. That that good on him. Oh, here we go. In 05, his seven year effort was recognized when he when he handed the National Innovation Foundation Award by President Patil P I. P-A-T-I-L. He then quickly patented his machine, which costs between 850 and 3,400 pounds. is capable of producing 120 pads an hour, an hour where companies as Procter Gamble produced products that sell up to 30 rupees or 33p a pack. 
So apparently the, the part that caught me <coughs> the most was the expense of it. Like in art in the article that I talks about that <coughs> you could either feed the family or buy those products. Right. Um, a right. good, good friend of mine goes down to Nicaragua a couple of times a year. He hasn't done it this year, thankfully, because he's, 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 he's up there in age. And he mentioned to me at one point in time, he said, you know, $100 can feed a family, a fairly large family, for quite a bit of money. Um, Wait a minute. Try that again. For quite a bit of money. <laughs> I knew what he meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's not right. what you meant. Yeah, try, try it again. $100, yeah, $100. <laughs> rewind. I need that sound effect. So $100 can feed a, a fairly large family for a month. Yeah, I And get them it. basic. You know, it's, it's you're not eating like Taco Bell, but it's, you know, rice, beans, some meat maybe. Um, so the, the, the reason why this drew my, uh, uh, the eye was just the price of things. Yeah. And I always find it d- interesting. Cause if you read about third world countries and first world countries is the, the difference in products and the difference in prices, even medication, medication here, for some reason that costs a fortune, sometimes those areas are cheaper cause all the R and D is done here and paid for here. Yeah. So I just thought that was, was interesting. James huh? got something. Uh, nothing really. There's been nothing of. We really, you can see, we prepare for the there. show. <laughs> I can spend hours getting ready. No, I'm sorry. I, I well, can keep I going. Had, I had something, but I wanted Brian around for it. Okay, well. And since he's a flake, yeah, so we can wait. Never nope. really sure Don't burn it up. We, we're going to need something next week. So well, go hold. Ahead. Yeah, hold. <laughs> you can hold that. I'll talk about. Um. So I recently was able to find an Xbox Series S. X, excuse me. Um, if you don't know, the S is the all digital, requires a bandwidth. There's no uh, CD drive. The X has the the CD, the DVD CD drive. Um, so you didn't want the DVD drive. I wanted I wanted the DVD drive. Oh, so you I got did the one. X. That's why I'm like, oops, I got oh. the wrong one. It's 9.6 pounds. Yeah, you told me how heavy it is. Now, what do you mean you got the wrong one? I mean, well, doesn't I mean, it I do what the I, other one does anyway? Well, excuse me, I said the wrong one. Oh, oh, oh The okay. Xbox Series X is the one I wanted because... Um, because I'm on Comcast and I don't currently pay for the unlimited data plan. Um, yeah, rub it in. Going, well, you have unlimited data, right? Because I've hit the Yeah, I do, but it's a fortune and I don't get your speeds. Well, I would rather not be paying up to $100 for going over my, my limit. Well, true, <laughs> so, which is ridiculous. So, because um, so I still like purchasing games. Plus the fact I actually enjoy selling them back. It's not something I want to keep. Um, Who buys so, them back anymore? GameStop is still around. What's going to happen after GameStop is a curious. I'm not sure. I guess I would have oh, to do so always, eBay or yeah, or get a, one of those uh, Amazon one? accounts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I bought Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077, the one that the Keanu Reeves, the, the big highlight was Keanu Reeves in it. And it's partially an advertisement of him because one of the characters drives uh, an ARC motorcycle, which is his motorcycle company, Arch. Arch. Arch Motorcycles. Oh. That's his company. Now, I know he's a big Norton motorcycle fan. He has. Look it up on YouTube. He has uh, motorcycles. It's called Arch Motorcycles, Arch Motorsports, something like that. And they're completely bespoke motorcycles. I think they're like 75 to 80 grand a piece, but they're made per the person. Well, I'll tell you what. He's been riding motorcycles his whole life. And uh, if I took as many bad spills as he's done, I'd be <laughs> riding my bike still. Um, he may be on my, one like mine soon. <laughs> That'd be funny. <laughs> so it's hey. just, <laughs> you see sad, sad Keanu on one of those. Um, oh, man, he's supposedly a nice guy. 
he's supposedly one of the nicer guys in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but the funniest thing about this game is you you keep hearing hearing how glitchy it was, and I haven't had any funny glitches. Um, but there are some weird experiences. Apparently, you can have sex in this game, which I accidentally found. Oh, yeah, right. I would, no, no, seriously. Yeah, I would, yeah. I, I, Laura, I, look at this. Look what we did. No, it was more like kids the, asleep. It's more like what the fuck? No, no, no. <laughs> so what happened is I, I walked up to a person. It said, "Oh, okay, a dialogue box. I could click, and I just kept hitting X to see what happened. The next thing I know, this full on card. It's like fuck. No, 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 no. And this is the same game that when you're setting up the character, you can give He's your sitting kid- there covering his son's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually what happened. I'm like, Daddy. I, I, I actually. He came walking up. I actually had to turn the game off. Um, and in this game, when you're setting up the character, you can give your character a schwanz. Oh, great. So it was like the crying games game scene when I'm like, what's this? Oh my God. Mm. Um, but it, it's, it's a fun game cause I've been screwing around with it, but I do recommend if anybody has an Xbox one, don't get it unless you like two to five minute loading times. The loading times in this Jeez. game were insane. It's a lot of fun. I actually think if you ever get a, a Series X, you would enjoy it just because I've been slaughtering gang members. Like, I haven't really gone through the plot. I've just been screwing around killing people because it actually tells you, like, there's little things above the people's heads and it lets you know who's okay to kill without getting in trouble. Oh. <clears throat> but, yeah, I, I thought it was funny because I, I, I after the fact, I was, I was laughing at the fact I had a GTA moment. I didn't know it existed in the game. <laughs> Because I remember when GTA came out, that was the thing that everybody said was uh, on the third one, dude, you can have sex with hookers and then you can rob their money from them. You gave them. I was not expecting this like I was expecting that. Yeah, I don't know. I I think I'm kind of burned out on it. I just, there's been like no games that I'm jumping at the bit to be playing these days. (laughs) Um. Yeah, no, I can see that. I mean, I still love, I still love gaming. So, and so for me, it was a couple of reasons. It came with like a, an HD, uh, what do you call it? What's that? The 4K, it comes with the UHD drive. I forgot the actual uh-huh. name of it. What's the name of the, the 4K uh-huh. discs? Is it still Blu-ray? Yeah, I think it is. It's the high definitions right. Blu-ray. Um, 4K. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so. Whatever is 4K nowadays. Yeah, well, it's. UHD. I guess that's because there's there's ultra there's, and high definition. Yeah, because there's HD, which is high definition, and there's UHD, ultra high definition, and allegedly there's more than that, but um, ultra ultra high definition. Um, I enjoy. Uh, ah. Allegedly, there's going to be coming. Uh, allegedly, I just saw a teaser for a new Elder Scrolls. Hopefully, it's not an online game because that one sucked. So, Rob. Yes. Uh, Ryan just said that he did just get out of a meeting. Yeah. That was about the lack of storage for all this goddamn COVID bullshit. Oh. That's a quote from Ryan. <laughs> so they're in a meeting discussing it. <laughs> what they're going to do? Yeah, so yeah. I don't think they have a plan yet. So. <clears throat> oh, boy. They're, they're, it's not good down there right now. It's not. Uh... Well, so I wonder if there's like a crystal ice cream factory or something down there that's not really producing much, if they're just going to start sticking them in professional freezers. And uh, I don't even mean to be morbid, so what, but I'm, I'm being legit. What I hear is is probably going to happen is the military is going to be bringing in refrigeration trucks uh, yeah. and just start bringing them in as much as they can. And unfortunately, <laughs> for short times anyway, let's hope it's short times that the bodies are going to have to be stored there. I wonder if they're just going to fast track processing and just say, okay, you know, these are being, and I don't know how you would actually get away with it 
Well, here's the problem, too. I mean, not only do we have the storage once they immediately die, but there's all the question of is how long do they stay? I think Ryan talked about it. How long do they stay contagious after their death? Uh, You know, how how are the bodies having to be handled? How fast can a mortuary handle, you know, if if these are people that have plans that, hey, I'm going to be buried or I'm going to be created. There's that problem. Well, that's what I'm wondering if they're just going to fast track it and say, okay, all these, everybody here is being cremated. And you'd have some legal framework and, and issues to go around legally. But I wonder if they're going to say, okay, if you're COVID, if it's like a guarantee, if it's an actual COVID, not one of these allegedly COVID cases that you've been hearing about this last year, they're just going to say, okay, you're going to go straight from from here B to the. the- I have a problem with that. If people want to be buried. That's their right. That's a decision. You know, right? you take that away. You know, my, <laughs> I've got it in my will. Uh, you know, so, so. I, I, so I don't know how they would do it, but that's the only thing I could I could see. Or it would have to be something that the family up front from the hospitals to say, okay, what is it? If something happens, you know, they're going to have to know right away so they can fast track the people that want to be cremated. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And I, heaven forbid, you know, if things get any worse as it is down there. Um, you know, maybe finally people are going to take this serious and go, hey, you know, maybe, maybe this will be the wake up call that the nation needs a little bit. And if I doubt just, it. You know, yeah, I, well, you're right. But at some point in time, I mean, the story I came across today, I wanted to bring that up. I forgot all about it. It was talking about, um, uh, I guess it was a hospital Christmas party. Hospital, mind you, nurses, doctors, medical professionals. Apparently, they all grouped together down there. And like the 45 of them all of a sudden all came down with COVID. You know, and the, and apparently it, it, it came down to a, some kind of inflatable Santa Claus or something people were hugging, and it was like, Oh, God. Are you guys kidding me? I mean, you're medical professionals, and you, you, you went and just did what you're telling everybody else not to do. And Well, there was a big party. <clears throat> there was a big New Year's Eve party uh, somewhere in Sacramento or one of the outlying areas that apparently. Grand Bay. Yeah, they yeah. had um, a giant party with. Um, issues. Well, we, we don't know what's going to come out of this, but it, what, exactly what the <coughs> doctors have been talking about between uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, that we're going to see a spike in, in cases because families are just <coughs> ignoring the rules. So here's here's actually something that worries me. Um, I recently saw something that one of the laws got passed was Board of Supervisor, um, recently in the state of California, mind you, this is only for Cali, um, a, a board of supervisors can override or, or, or watch sheriffs. So I wonder if this is something now that between that and the state is going to go, okay, okay, sheriffs, if you're not willing to enforce the laws, we're going to do A, B, and C, which include removing your, your you know, they could do something like that. So that's the one law enforcement entity <clears throat> in the country that is constitutionally um, protected. The sheriffs, they are elected, they're elected officials, and they do not uh, answer to anybody uh, but themselves. Now, where does a board of supervisors have power with a sheriff's department? With the purse strings. Uh, So the budget is always controlled by a board of supervisors. So that is an area where they can say, hey, you know, if you don't do X, Y, Z, we're going to cut funding for, you know, whatever else it may be. I, I, I suppose that's always a possibility. 
But uh, other than that, they cannot force a, a sheriff to start this, like our sheriff here in, in Oral County. He just, he says, oh, we're not mask police. We're not party police. Uh, we want our citizens to do everything that's right. So, and we might advise them, but they're not going to go around and you know, give any kind of fines or write <coughs> any kind of tickets or, or So a couple of things. One, um, um, what what could the governor do? Could he dec- declare like a true state of emergency? I forgot what the actual term is that the president can. The basic gives them yeah, super yeah, powers, they have, uh, superseded powers. Mm-hmm. Constitu- yeah, they've they gotta- got. Uh, 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 I think it's called you know state of emergencies. I and- thought um, what's it? There's <clears throat> I've got the term, but they always say the president can declare this and then can become permanent dictator because they said it about Trump. They said it about Obama. I just forgot the word. Do you remember James? Or you can be permanent dictator. Yeah, basically, it says it's it's like to, it's a certain word. You're declaring a state of emergency. emergency. Yeah, I forgot yeah. The, the exact word. So he basically can supersede constitutional constitutional constitutionality. I know what you're talking about. I, I've drawn a mental blank too. You know what I mean, though. I know exactly what you mean. So could could um, he declare that martial law? Mm-hmm. Could could the Newsom declare martial law and say, okay, for the next month? Nobody's allowed to leave their house. Everybody, you know, and and do basically what Italy did. Basically. And find out who, yeah, and and so, yeah, I believe he can. Um, and if things get as crazy in the rest of the state as it is down there, it, it could it could very well happen. But so then the question is, is who's going to enforce it? And uh, it would have to be the National Guard because you can't federally have troops do it. Correct. You, you, yeah, it would have to be the National Guard and the California Highway Patrol. They're the state police. So now that's the, who he controls. So I'm I'm just kind of wondering if that's what you do now. I don't know. I don't know if if California Governor Newsom would do it um, or well, not. I, I believe he'd do it in a heartbeat if it got to that point. You think he would? I do think it? he would. Yeah. Now, how bad do you think? How bad, James or, or, or Rob? Do you think it would have to get before he? He, he did that. Do you think it'd have to get worse now? Do you think this is like, you know, a couple of months, you know, or I mean, what, what do you think it would take for so him to say? Let's, let's, let's look at worst case scenario. So we got a, a, a new strain of the virus and, and, and everybody knew there was going to be mutations of this virus and, um, it, viruses just mutate. It's just the fact of life and it's, and it's the way it is. So let's say this new strain is, is highly contagious, which Apparently, when it was first detected in Britain, that was what they were saying. It was that it's considerably more contagious, which is not a good thing. Um, so where you get your medical facilities are so strained at such a level that they cannot keep up with the intake of people. Uh, and that could be, you know, statewide. We, we're, we'd have a major problem. Aren't we at that point getting close now? So... If you look at the way the state of California is handling the different zones, the they, they've broken the yeah tier zones, whatever you want to call them in California. Um, so yes, there are certain hot spots that seem to have um, problems. However, I was reading today especially when it comes to things like ventilators. You know, they, you keep hearing about, well, there's not enough ventilators. Well, that, that apparently is not true. Um, we apparently have 
tens of thousands of excess ventilators sitting around just waiting in case this happens. Uh, and certain areas, like if you take the Sacramento area, they've uh, opened up, I believe it's still open, things like the old Arco Arena, uh, Sleep Train Arena, and they turned it into a big COVID facility, and it's sitting there just waiting uh, for intakes. And so I think throughout the state you have numerous different locations like that ready to go in case things get really out of hand. And it could, I mean, I hate to say it because, you know, it, it, we still have the deniers out there. We still have people not doing what they need to do. I still go go shopping for food. I, I mean, I, I'm paying attention to the stay-at-home order as much as I can. I go shopping for food. You go to a grocery store and there's still people running around without masks on. And kind of like, okay, well... Well, the, the mask thing kind of surprises me because, um, like, even if you don't believe it's that big of a deal, I don't understand the inconvenience of masks. And I'm saying this guy is somebody who's an asthmatic who the masks do actually affect to some degree. <laughs> so I'm that that kind of surprises me. Um, I, 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 I double mask. I, I wear I have I wear a buff and I wear a, a normal cloth mask because I can't find a mask that fits my fucking face. Yeah, I have the same problem with the masks. So <laughs> there's only certain ones. Uh, that fit comfortably and then don't steam up your glasses too. Right. And then, so yeah. So we have a local hardware store that I go to occasionally, which I'm not going to as much as I used to, because literally the whole store, every employee, not one wears a mask. Not one. It's the store, you know, you don't have to, you don't want to. So <laughs> I'm sure many of the employees feel a little bit of pressure because their other employees aren't wearing masks and uh, they're going to be one of these businesses. It's all it's going to take is one person walking in with COVID and the yep. whole thing, you know, they're all going to get it. See that, that surprises <laughs> me to some degree, maybe because I've never really cared. Like I'm, you couldn't pressure me not to wear a mask. Like you could pressure me to wear a mask. I, I, I just, the whole thing just kind of blows me, especially at a business. I don't know. The whole thing just surprises I me. I know, but it's a little bit like, and, and James knows this or so, it's a little bit like the restaurants that aren't taking it seriously either. Hey, have any of yeah. you, have any of you guys heard if any of those restaurants that have, have, have done that and gotten caught, do any of them sell alcohol? And did the, the licensing of said body decide to remove that license? Cause I so, do not know. So apparently the, the Apple Bistro and Camino, and then you know this is a worldwide show, but little our little local area. Um, the uh, ABC was going to serve a warrant onto this Apple Bistro. <clears throat> I think we talked about this, but did did they and, did they remove the license at all? Because they don't need to actually show up to well, revoke the license. So apparently there is some stipulations where they actually have to come and serve a warrant to shut you down. Oh, wow. Okay. Then I've seen that in person. So, yeah. So with that happening, um, they couldn't get, <laughs> they came to the sheriff's department and said, okay, we need a service warrant. We want you to, you know, your deputies to go serve it. Nope. Sorry. We're not going to do it. They, 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 it finally came to, um, they got down to California highway patrol, asked them to come up and serve this warrant. They apparently got there and felt, I guess the officers felt that there's something very wrong about this song, and they didn't serve the warrant. So why does, doesn't, so, doesn't the alcoholic beverage control have their own enforcement body? They, they do. So, and, and I have, I've actually seen this in person. 
because I didn't know it was a requirement. So it's basically like serving a warrant or writ or whatever. So this, I, the story I remember, there used to be a coffee shop um, near where I used to live that I loved. And this, this guy with this little tiny reticop badge, it was literally like maybe an inch and a half to two inches wide by an inch and a half to two inches wide. And he said, as of this point in time, at this day, and, and yada, yada, you are officially no longer allowed to serve alcohol, yada, yada, give it all now type of thing. And I, the thing I remember is this, this little girl, because she maybe might have turned 18, was, was freaked out. And the manager came to the rescue and took all the wine home. And, but I didn't realize that they had to do that. I thought they could just say, you know, do like the insurance does. With it, like with fire insurance, I know a number of people have gotten the dear John, dear John letter on yeah, that. Yeah, no, this is entirely different. Oh wow! <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. so basically, a, any restaurant that the that goes against these orders in order to remove uh, at least their liquor license, they have to be. What about the the restaurant license or the business license? Or can they pull any of that without that? Mm, so that that comes down to the county health departments, and so the question also was: is you know, the county health departments. I'm not sure what enforcement level they have. I mean, they issue a, they issue a, you a health, you know, a, a license to operate uh, that they've been inspected by the health department and they meet the standards. Now, can they can they do something other than what their mandate is? Like, oh, okay, you're you're not wearing masks or you're you're serving indoor. I don't think they can. James, is there anything? I mean, you're you're in the industry. Is there anything that they, they they could do on a state or federal level to a restaurant? Not really. No, I mean, as far as what I know, is that it has to come from the county health inspector. The health inspector has to come down, and then they can remove the licenses, and that's it. Yeah, but 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 they can't. For instance, there's nothing that I know of in California law. For the health, health and welfare, or whatever they they work under, as far as the county health inspector goes, that that covers a pandemic, or covers no. masks, Could, or no. covers. There's really nothing that they can do. Right. They can just say that we can revoke your health license. That's that's all they can do. But even still, with that, it's like they can't just come down and shut the restaurant down. Could. Could they, they can't do it. Could they declare it they like They literally a, cannot do that. Could they declare it like a blight or one of those, like one of those, like, no. laws in a weird way? You know, no, you, could find an, you, you could find an attorney to do anything, all right? So, so it comes down to county council, uh, I suppose, of every county that might say, you know what, we're going to enforce some weird law that was put in 1897 that's... Says we have something to do, I, but really the, the health departments—they don't have. There's nothing in it that covers a pandemic, as far as I know. So the, I mean, if there's rat droppings and cockroaches everywhere, it's a different story. So the only way really to do it somehow, and this would be on a federal level, would be the via the IRS. Would have to figure out how to find. You'd have to make the laws because there's basically this is so far out of anything anybody ever thought of. Yeah, they would have to. I mean, they would have to create new laws, but then, I mean... They'd have to re- make it retroactive. It, yeah, that... I don't know. It'd be uh, such a mess to enforce this stuff. It's it's terrible. And that's the problem. There is... there. People have got to take responsibility for themselves. And, yeah, I mean, if things keep getting worse and worse and worse, and we actually are you know, seeing some real problems... 
that can't be handled, uh, you know, like we talked about, the governor might have to, you know, declare a state of emergency, martial law, whatever you want to call it, and, and maybe there'll be uh, National Guard troops out trying to enforce stuff, I guess. I don't know. I I have to say, though, I hope it doesn't get to that point because I don't think it's going to end well. If some of the not if some of the stuff I'm seeing out there in the ether, but some of these people saying, I'm I'm not quite sure if it's gonna go well on any look here, on any way. Here's one of the things that I I am personally really worried about. We are because of these orders, and I I, I have seen and been in restaurants that uh, before the, the, the complete lockdown order was put in, that I felt were actually very safe to eat in because it was every other table. There are plastic shields and things put around. People were disinfecting and cleaning everything as much as possible. Yeah, is it more problematic to be inside a building than outside? Possibly. Um, but I, I felt <coughs> fairly safe eating in these places. And one of the things that really worries me is that Unless we keep small business running, what are we? What's going to happen to the economy? I, you know, we keep printing yeah. money and we keep giving stimulus checks and we keep doing all of this. And we, I don't care how bad it gets. There's got to be a point where we still keep construction going. We still have to go to the stores and get our get our food. That means the truckers and, and, and uh, all the warehouse workers have to keep working. We have to keep everything going. I mean, if we get to a point where it gets so bad uh, that we're declaring emergencies and we're doing all these things, there won't be any economy. We're going to come into a depression like, you know, hasn't been What's, seen almost ever. It's like the old, the old adage, which worse, the cure or the disease. Well, exactly. I, uh, it's, it's not going to be good. I mean, people have to start taking responsibility. Let's do the right thing. Let's keep the country running still. Um, <laughs> I think, I don't know. and I don't mean to cut you off, but one of the things I've been yeah, thinking, I've been thinking about this a lot is I think one of the, I, I think this was handled poorly from the start. And oh, well, no, no, this you is, think? I don't disagree well, my, with you. My thought on that is this, it's, they said it in such negative tones. And I, I think the reason, the reason, and I'm Mr. Negativity here, so usually it doesn't bother me, um, was the fact you had people in charge saying super negative stuff. And then you'd hear them say, don't wear masks and don't wear that. Instead of like, you know, I think if they did the moment of hope type of thing, if you had the president, whoever say, look, this is going to be a long, hard road. Like one, one of the things I got to praise Obama for, I may not a big fan of his policies, but as an orator, he had an amazing ability to draw the audience wrestling 101 um type of stuff so if you had somebody say this is a long hard road but we can do it but you very positive very loving but very very this that and then was transparent about the mask so first they said oh oh you don't need a mask and the reason why allegedly was because we were short an n95 because of shenanigans so instead of saying don't buy n95 and level three masks because of blank there was no transparency. There was no hopeful message. And then all of a sudden, at some point, they said, oh, we're going to give you a stimulus. It's going to be great. And it's just like, no, no, it won't be great because now you're robbing Peter to pay Paul without any sort of positive message. You're just telling me to go out and fucking spend because you think it's going to make me feel better by some random retail therapy out of an item I don't need or I'm paying my fucking bills with it. I got a car payment to do and I haven't I haven't had a job in six months. I, I think... and. It, it, 
Newsom, I thought, did a decent job of the bidding getting because I thought he was doing his best to be hopeful. You listen to some of his early stuff. I'm like, I don't like the guy, but he's doing a good job. Now I think it's all political talking points. I think it's gone past the we the we the people that we the Democrats, we the Republicans, and, and it's this is the part that pisses me off the most is you have no fucking hopeful message and you you can be hopeful and real at the same time. I I, I don't yeah. I, I don't think you can <coughs> I think you can tell people the truth and be honest about it, but be you know, loving, like the fireside chats type of thing. Well, you know, we, we kind of danced around this issue before, and we'll still keep it because we don't want to get too political on this whole thing. But <clears throat> we can say it's it's the era. It's it's, I, the, era of, it's the era of Trump. <laughs> I'll break the rule. It's the era of Trump where whether you like the guy or not, whether good thing or bad thing, Everything Trump was was bad. So even if he did something good, by the way, I think he royally fucked this up. Um, and if you think I'm wrong, fuck you. I don't actually care. <coughs> um, well, I know why he did it the way he did it. He just personally, I think <coughs> almost everybody in the country for, for the most part agrees that he went about it the wrong way. He was trying to say, let's not panic. Let's not, you know stop the economy let's not you know and I, so i understand the direction he was going in but you're right he handled it completely wrong and and the the other, and, and you know what and, he, and to this point still he's denying the fact that he lost the election and come on guy just you know you're fired i'm, I, I, <laughs> I'm sorry just like your show and i think the the other thing and this is this is this is a holistic this is a holistic everybody fucked up is the problem with Trump, the most amazing thing about Trump and something I legitimately think they're going to teach classes about in the future is his ability to control the narrative was masterful and literally amazing. He could control the media cycle by saying one thing and he could do whatever he wanted and nobody would ever pay attention. I'm waiting for 10 years from now to see what he actually did. Um, well, but the, 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 if the, the it wasn't neg- for Twitter, we would probably not know anything. And the, the, the negative side is the the Democrats, even if he did good, it's bad. And so you heard right. that narrative. So you had all these forces happen at once during a really bad time. And you, you even had the, the Democrats going, oh, I don't want to do the stimulus now because we really want this election cycle. This was, this was politics. This is American politics 101. You had a bunch of greedy people who, instead of wanting to do what's right, die on their sword and saying, okay, we're going to, we're going to lose this election. Let's make sure we can help the country out. And that's my honest opinion. I think we got fucked by the people we vote for. And I've yeah. met most of the people I've met for and didn't like most of them. You met for? You mean you voted for? <laughs> yeah, I've met for, voted for. I'm just pissed off. This whole thing that pisses me off. And the reason I'm pissed off is <clears throat> you've got a, a high rate of suicide in children. There was a local kid around here that made that killed himself and made a YouTube video about it. You, 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 this, this, this whole thing, the kids, ladies and gentlemen, are going to be paying for this for a hundred years. If it's not for the giant stimulus, it's going to be for the effect that it has on their education for their mental well-being. This is going to fuck the future up all because our congressmen were, 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 were too busy following their schwanzes instead of doing the fucking right thing. Bunch of glad handing bastards. And with that, 
<laughs> Come on, top that. <laughs> top it. I can't, you know, I'm not topping Did you say something? Yet. I'm just, good for you, John. <laughs> Come on, top it. I dare you, James. Why, yeah. James doesn't disagree with you either. But I mean, what do you say? Yeah, what, am, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I mean, come on. I, yeah. Say, say I'm wrong. Into def- <laughs> you know, You're wrong. No, yeah. you know it was you handled. <laughs> it was handled so poorly every which way, and it's still politics. You know, it, it's just unbelievable um, the the way politics in this country. You know, it it just is not the way the founding fathers expected it to to turn out and we're we're seeing the reason you know we're seeing professional politicians playing the game and you know it it's dis- very disappointing it's it's disappointing in the whole process i they're playing a game when they shouldn't be playing exactly right that's and, the issue and and i also think and i could be wrong here but i don't believe i am we're in a post forgiveness world where everybody at least in america Everybody is supposed to die on their sins constantly. They're always supposed to bring it up. They're supposed to be woke about it and constantly feel guilty. Um, and I think that doesn't help because now everybody has that mindset that, okay, this dude fucked up. Move on. What do we do? Keep moving. Keep moving. You know? And I just, I don't know. I, I, I just think the society we have now is just in trouble if we survive it. Because when I was a kid, James can contest this. The, the old guy can is when you said you're sorry, it's buried. You know, you, you, if you love somebody, you fight with them and you fight for them. And, and instead yeah. it's, you, you don't do that. You, 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 you keep bringing their sins up and to make sure they feel guilty. So, you, you know, they can never move forward. I, I know we were, I was really hoping to do a very positive show, but I'm so pissed off <laughs> it, it this year. And I'm usually the one that does most of the talking. So I, I think we got your point. So anybody have any uh, happy things to say? Let's, let's end this on a happy thought. Come on. Rob, you first. Mm. Okay, James, somebody, come on. I, you know, uh, we talked about, my, my happy thought was talking about escape to the chateau. Okay, James, what's your happy thought? Or did you lose your marbles? Zombies are coming. Zombies are coming. <laughs> yeah, we're waiting. We're waiting to see what's going to happen with the the second dose now on the uh, <laughs> vaccine that's being out. And it, it, let's see if the Walking Dead comes true. <laughs> Where? Jeez. So my uh, so my happy thought is grab a bottle of vermouth, add a little bourbon and simple syrup, and a dash of Angostura bitters, and I hope you have a wonderful night evening. As always, thank you for listening. Goodbye.